You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. What is up, everybody? Matt Perino and Ryan Talbot here at Wing Nuts North Buffalo. Sit down, home. I don't know, Ryan, maybe the best wings in Western New York. You had your first experience here tonight. This is my second experience with Wing Nuts, and I had to give it a little bit of time because they are so good. I'm buzzing up here a little bit. It might be because of the beers that I had, too. We'll talk about that in a minute. But we're here to preview, obviously, the Bills and the New England Patriots play tomorrow at 1 p.m. at Highmark Stadium. We're going to spend most of the night, though, tonight talking about DeMar Hamlin yeah. and this unbelievable development over the course of the last couple of days. DeMar Hamlin is up. He's awake. He's writing. He's now talking. He's talked to his Buffalo Bills teammates, did a FaceTime, gave him the old flex. It's just been a really amazing 24 hours in Buffalo. Yeah, Matt, listen, everything that's been going on with DeMar Hamlin has been fantastic. Unbelievable progress uh, since what we saw on Monday night. Here at Wingnuts, Bill's Mafia, if you have not been here yet, you've got to get here. They are legit wings. These are the best of the best in Buffalo. So we had the Wingnuts mild. And, and everybody, when I put that out a couple weeks oh, ago, yeah. everybody was like, oh, mild, like, what are you doing? That's not a Buffalo wing. I'll tell you right now, it's got a little kick to it. Number one, and honestly, it's the best tasting wing I think I've ever had. They come out crunchy. So also when, I, when we first came here, my wife said to uh, our waiter, can you make them extra crispy? He's like, wait a second, wait a second. Wait a second. <laughs> That's the name of the game here at Wingnuts. They're always extra crispy. They got a nice thickness to the wing. And then also they're super meaty, which I think bang for your buck, right? Yeah, yeah. the wings are absolutely huge, Matt. And then you're right, the crisp. Just that right crisp when you bite in, saucy, you name it. You can't go wrong with Wingnuts Wings. So we're going to talk a lot, about, a lot about DeMar Hamlin tonight. I wanted to start off, of course, with just this amazing update yeah. that we had on the drive to Wingnuts here tonight. Ryan texted me. You were driving in from um, Olean. Um, and maybe shout that out while I'm looking yeah. this up. Yeah, shout out to uh, Sports Locker and Olean providing Matt and I with the bigger than football shirts. Uh, Sports Locker is donating all proceeds from these shirts to the Chasing M's Foundation. And I always tell this to Ryan at these live shows before we start that you got to get really up to the microphone. And we get two minutes in, and he's all the way back here. He's like, "Hey, how's everybody going home?" Um, so this happened two hours ago. Jamar, when you put real love out into the world, it comes back to you three times as much. 
The love has been overwhelming, but I'm thankful for every single person that played for me, that prayed for me and reached out. We brought the world back together behind this. If you know me, you know this is only going to make me stronger. I'm on a long road. Keep praying for me. So first and foremost, just the first part I wanted to hit on there is like bringing the world together. Yeah. Because last time I checked, it was the donations that were almost reaching $8 million for the Chasing M's Foundation. Just an unbelievable outpouring of support from the world. I mean, this Sean McDermott talked about it a couple uh, yes or yesterday and two days ago. This isn't just about what's happening here in Buffalo with Damar Hamlin. This has affected not only everybody in the U.S., but everybody around the world. Yeah. Listen, Matt, I, I had people that are not big-time football fans reaching out to me saying, you know, asking me updates on the player. It's something that took over coverage throughout the United States since Monday night. And the progress that DeMar has made has been unbelievable. In addition to that update that he posted, one of his marketing agents posted a uh, FaceTime that he did with DeMar. And, you know, in that FaceTime, you saw that big smile on DeMar's face. So that's what you want to see. This has been an unbelievable story. And I believe it has reached over $8 million for the Chasing M's Foundation. So, you know, once he's back up and on his feet here, he's going to have a lot of toys to give out over the next few years. Another cool development today, Pittsburgh Steelers passing out toys in honor of DeMar Hamlin. And, and it's, it's super cool. Obviously, Levi Wallace was here in Buffalo last year. Friends with DeMar Hamlin played with DeMar Hamlin last year. And obviously, DeMar Hamlin's a Pittsburgh kid. So the Steelers kind of taking up for uh, one of their own. It's just a super cool story. Yeah, listen, seeing the Pittsburgh Steelers led by Levi Wallace, one of the Edmonds brothers, obviously, the relationship there with Tremaine on Buffalo, and at one point both of the brothers on Pittsburgh's roster. It was really nice to see donating toys, the original uh, location where the Chasing M's Foundation went, uh, all their toys went. So I've loved the unity that we've seen throughout the league, whether it's the uh, logos of the number three on all the NFL profiles on Twitter, and now these toy drives as well. It's been great, like you said, uniting everyone. So I want to get into what the scene is going to be like at Highmark Stadium tomorrow because I think if you would have asked me this on Wednesday, we were talking about this, I talked about it on a couple of our shows, I was, I was concerned about like where the players were going to be at mentally going into this game, right? Obviously, the story has taken this unbelievable turn. There's a lot of momentum around it. But there's something else that Sean and Deion Dawkins and Josh Allen talked about the last couple of days. The overwhelming nature of the emotions, even though DeMar is doing much better, they're going to have to fight through a lot of that tomorrow. There's going to be, obviously, a lot of emotions pregame with what the Bills are going through on the field. But then during the game, you got to worry about that energy dump. And you got to play against a New England Patriots team that, Sure, they're the New England Patriots. They're not as good as they used to be. But that defense, you know, they could have some answers maybe eventually for Josh Allen. Josh Allen's been really good against Bill Belichick and this New England Patriots defense. But you got to figure at some point he's going to start flipping through the Rolodex of ideas and figure out something to at least frustrate Josh Allen and this offense a little bit more. But then again, maybe nothing can frustrate this team tomorrow because DeMar Hamlin is doing much, much better. Yeah, a complete 180, Matt, in terms of what we were talking about from Monday and Tuesday night until now. Uh, seeing the progress that DeMar Hamlin has made, you know that this team's going to be fired up. And can they keep their emotions in check? I know we're a little bit ahead of ourselves. I think that's the key to the game. Can they keep their emotions in check? Because they're going to come out and they're going to, you know, I'm almost going to say like Kool-Aid, man. They're going to want to run through a brick wall. Uh, and can they kind of come in, move the ball up and down the field, put points up on the board? 
obviously you mentioned it. Josh Allen has had Bill Belichick's number over the last few years. Obviously, three of the last four games, uh, we, we've had very little funding, if none at all. So I, I'm expecting the Bills to come out fired up. But you said it. The Patriots are playing for a playoff spot in this game. They have something to play for here. So uh, it's going to be a good game. But, you know, I've been at uh, Highmark Stadium as a Bills fan. I've been there as a media member. I'm not sure that the atmosphere for this game is going to be like anything we've ever seen before. And there's a level of, I don't want to call it pressure, but hyper-awareness to the fact that the entire world is watching this game. I mean, people are going to be tuned in. What are the Bills going to do to honor DeMar Hamlin? What are the Bills going to do to honor the first responders, all the people that were on that field in Cincinnati and saved his life? It's going to be just such an unbelievable scene. You can head over to Syracuse.com, NewYorkUpstate.com right now, read our latest uh, on this story. I, I published kind of like, you know, in lieu of a preview this week, just more about what tomorrow is going to feel like. For everybody what's what it's gonna sound like what it's gonna look like when the game actually starts kind of through all of that um gotta give a shout out to, to Toss friendly markets uh the uh number one sponsor of shout a buffalo football podcast right now you can enter for a chance to win one million dollars that's one million dollars you want to read this i read it every time i think all you right. should read it all right absolutely each week king's hawaiian is pitting two city sliders against each other in the ultimate showdown, and you get to help decide the winner. Vote weekly for your favorite regional slider for a chance to win all season long and earn entries to win uh, toward that $1 million. Explore the interactive stadium to play games, get recipes, share photos, and more. Visit topsmarket.com slash redzone to enter. Wow, he is an absolute natural. My man, thank you very much. All right. Where do you want to go next? We're going to do – actually, let's set things up a little bit. Yeah. So we're going to talk a little bit about the game. We're going to talk a little bit more about DeMar Hamlin, and then we're going to bring on a couple of fans, do yeah, a little bit of a, a Q&A. Um, we're going to talk to the owner of Wing Nuts North Buffalo as well. It's going to be a great time. Where do you want to go next? Well, you know, obviously we have to get into this Bills and Patriots game, but uh, I need to point out just this atmosphere at Wing Nuts tonight, Matt. It is a packed house. It's been a packed house. Since we've been here tonight, a little bit before 6 p.m., unbelievable food, unbelievable beers. You can't go wrong here. Yeah, the, the, the Froth Brewery is, is pumping with some really great stuff tonight. I think everybody has had kind of like a different color in their drink or in their glass, and they've just been smiling ear to ears. Um, there hasn't been a lot of talking, though, because they've been stuffing their face with chicken wings, as you should be doing right here at Wing Nuts North Buffalo. Their other location is open on Niagara Falls Boulevard. Head over there. If you just want some takeout and get it to go, this is where you come in, hang out with the friends, uh, and, and eat some wings and talk some bills, and that's what we're going to do next. From a Patriots perspective tomorrow, Mac Jones hasn't had a lot of success against the Buffalo Bills outside of a game where they only asked him to throw it three times. What are your expectations tomorrow, I guess, from a football perspective? Number one, what the Bills are likely to do at safety. We could talk about that. The Bills put Tamar Hamlin on injured reserve, activated Christian Benford. And it's interesting in a way because Christian Benford, when they drafted him, we, we heard about them talking about working him some at safety. I think they did some of that in the spring, but they didn't really do much of it in training camp, and he's been at cornerback only. So I'm looking at a one-week window, a truncated short week. You're probably looking at Cam Lewis again tomorrow. Uh, at that free safety spot, or maybe Dean Marlowe. Yeah, and, and listen, Dean Marlowe knows the system. He's been in Buffalo before. They traded for him at the trade deadline for a reason. Uh, I think he can step in. Now, you and I, I think, would both agree that 
he's more of a reserve special teams type of guy. But in the moment, against the New England Patriots team, I think he could rise to the occasion. Cam Lewis, he's had some opportunities this year at safety. He's had some highs and lows, uh, which we've talked about throughout this year. But Lewis seems like the, the next man up. They were cross-training him throughout training camp. He's had some opportunities. That's what I'm looking for here. In, in terms of Mac Jones, it, you know, the this isn't the same Patriots team that beat down the Bills for almost two decades. They don't have a lot of weapons there. They're already down Jonu Smith, who's been downgraded to out. Uh, and you could probably argue that they were down John Smith even when he was in the lineup. Yeah, okay. that's true. I mean, listen, they, they overpaid for some tight ends and neither have really paid off. Uh, I'm really not sure how they're going to consistently be able to move the ball up and down the field on this team. Obviously, like you said, they're going to be shorthanded at safety uh, in light of everything that happened here. But I still think the Bills defense have enough playmakers to get after Mac Jones. Uh, I think that at cornerback and obviously with Jordan Poyer at safety, the Bills are still going to be able to have Mac Jones's number at the end of the day. So the Bills also back on the Demar Hamlin front. When the Bills were talking about like what this Sunday was going to be like, um, Josh Allen and Sean McDermott shared a really cool story about uh, Mario Hamlin, his father, calling into a team meeting and basically demanding that they get back on track, focus on the goals that they set to begin the season, and that to honor Demar, you'll go out there and you'll play against the Patriots and you'll continue into the following few weeks. Uh, and, you know, because football means a lot to Demar. We talked about it. When he woke up, the first thing out of his mouth was, did we win the game against the, the Cincinnati Bengals? So this is a situation tomorrow, I think. So many Bills fans have DM'd me. They've uh, tweeted at me. What, what are the Bills going to do tomorrow? Well, they're, they're talking about what, what the plan is going to be to honor the first responders. There'll be some type of um, uh, some type of honoring them. I don't know yeah. what that's going to end up looking like. I know a lot of Bills fans are hoping that they can have them run onto the field uh, before the game. Um, but I think also Bills fans are hoping maybe a, a DeMar Hamlin video or picture pops up on the Jumbotron at some time before the game. Yeah, well, listen, it's a good thing that uh, Highmark is not a dome because I think the roof would blow off the place if we get a video from DeMar Hamlin tomorrow. As for the first responders that uh, obviously played a, a huge role in saving DeMar's life on the field, uh, Brandon Bean said they want to do something classy. They want to do something that doesn't make those first responders uncomfortable. And I, I'm sure they're going to do something that's just right for them. I'm really excited for tomorrow's game, obviously, from that perspective. And, and like you said, I'm a little inquisitive into in terms of what they might have Hamlin do. So we uh, we have a packed house here at Wingnuts. Had a couple friends come out uh, to hang out, check out Wingnuts. I'm going to bring on uh, WIVB sports reporter, right in the middle, Heather Prusak. I can't really lower this, so you're going to have to, like, <laughs> come kind of at it from around, uh, uh, I'm around sorry. the horn here. I'm sorry. I'm five foot one. That's what happened. When you're not blessed with like the vertical teams, unfortunately. I like it. So you're gonna have to stand right next to the microphone. All right. Okay. Yep, right to the side. Yeah, we're just gonna kick you off on it for a minute. I feel like I need to get like a stool or something. Yeah, we gotta get you like one of those uh, telephone books. Yeah. Yeah, books. or like a high chair or something. It's fine. It's fine. So I want to ask you. We've been through this whole week now. Obviously, the emotions early on in the week, the positive developments over the last couple. What's been your overarching reaction to it all? And now as we sit here ahead of a football game tomorrow, where are you at? Yeah, I mean, I think it's just been the the support, not even just here in Western New York, but just across the country. It's been beautiful to see the unity across the NFL, across the country. People that don't know or have never heard of DeMar Hamlin, I actually uh, had a chance to talk with him. I think it was 
a week or two after the Bills drafted him back in like May of 2021. And wrote a story, did a story with him, and it blew up this past week because mm. people like probably people probably Googled, you know, Damar Hamlin and they wanted to know more about Damar as the person. And I just think that that was really, um, you know, in the midst of this tragedy, in the midst of this horrible thing that was going on, there was that beautiful element of unity and support and love for um, this player that probably not a lot of people had ever heard of. So I think that was my you know, biggest takeaway on that positive note. And then, um, you know, obviously the developments we've gotten has just been absolutely incredible. I can't believe that he's up and he's talking, he's communicating. Um, it just shows how he's strong tweeting. he is. Yeah, he's tweeting. He's on Instagram. I mean, my goodness, like that just shows how strong he is. And it's just, it's absolutely remarkable. It also shows you just how important CPR and um, all of those important skills are. I took an EMT class in high school and um, those skills are just so, so valuable. And this is yet another reason that shows that. One more before I let you get back to your wings. Um, what are you expecting tomorrow? from a football perspective and just as a day? Emotional. Um, I expect it to be emotional, but I also expect it to be uplifting just because of the developments that we've seen, the positive updates that we've been getting on Demar. I wouldn't be surprised if he had some kind of like surprise video message, maybe not a long thing, but if we see his face at all um, on the Jumbotron, that place is going to be the loudest, I think, that any of us have ever heard Highmark Stadium. So um, I wouldn't be surprised if, like, even us in the press box got a little emotional there. It's going to be hard as a human being just uh, seeing that atmosphere. It's going to be it's going to be incredible. Uh, you can follow her on Twitter at? H.A. Prusak. H.A. Prusak. Give them the details where they can find the Buffalo Kickoff Live tomorrow. Yes, yeah, so we've got Buffalo Kickoff Live with this gentleman right here. Uh, we'll be in the suite, and then we've got Josh Reed, Bad Brown from Rochester, um, our photographer, Scotty Swenson, our producer, Mike Courtney, um, and then Tim Graham is also on our show, as well as Pacio's on it a couple times, too. Um, so we got Buffalo Kickoff Live tomorrow from 11 to 12. First half hour is on the CW, and then the second half hour is on Channel 4. Uh, tomorrow, pregame show before every game. Um, and then obviously as the, po uh, the playoffs go along, we'll also have Buffalo post game live as well. So lots of great content coming your way. Wing nuts review. Give it to us. So good. So good. I am stuck. These wings are massive. Mass. I think that's the word. I think that's the word that I, that I come away with is delicious and massive. There you go. <laughs> there you go. I had a jump there, but I'm not going to drop it. All right. Heather Prusak. Thank you so much. You're, you're gross. I know. <laughs> All right. Get out of here, Ryan. Her husband's standing right off to the side, and uh, I, it was a joke about him, but inappropriate. Get your head out of the gutter, right. Ryan That's Talbot. Right. All right, we're here at Wing Nuts, North Buffalo, uh, right 700 Military Road, having a party with uh, a bunch of people that are just enjoying chicken wings. Good times, good people. Um, where do you want to go next? You know, let's get a little bit more into this game, Matt. Obviously, we, we have talked about the fact that the Bills have had the Patriots number over the past few seasons. But with playoffs on the line for New England, are you expecting them to essentially throw the kitchen sink at the Bills? Or is this just something where the Bills have too much firepower, too much talent for New England to even compete? Yeah, I think they're probably going to lean into, with Damian Harris back healthy, into that run game. Because if you look at the success where the Patriots have had it 
against the Bills in recent years, it's been when, they, when they've been able to establish the run game. Ramon J. Stevenson, they're healthy on their offensive line, or I think healthier than the last matchup. I don't have that right in front of me. Again, we haven't been spending a lot of time on this football game this week. But I think Harris is a huge piece. You go back to the win game last year in Buffalo. He's the one that broke that, that home run run. And if this ends up being a close game, a couple weeks ago, it was 24 to 10. The game was never really close outside of, you know, seven to three Patriots in the first quarter. The, if the Patriots can run the ball a little bit in this game, that to me is where maybe it, it evens the playing field, if you will, in this game. Yeah, listen, you mentioned it. Damian Harris has had some success against the Bills. Ramondre Stevenson is a great back. They have a phenomenal one-two punch. So I think controlling the clock, keeping the Bills' offense off the field, that has to be part of New England's game. Now, mind you, if running the ball, controlling the clock is part of it, it's going to be a low-scoring game. At least that's what the Patriots are going for. I think the Bills still have too much firepower. Uh, today they elevated John Brown for this game. So Brown has had some past success against the Patriots. If you remember the Stephon Gilmore game where uh, he scored a long touchdown against Gilmore. It's going to be interesting. I just don't like the way the Patriots match up against the Bills, even though that they have their playoff hopes riding on this game. Yeah, and I think that the Bengals are playing tomorrow against a Ravens team without Lamar Jackson. So the Patriots are going to get a very motivated team. I mean, now that the Bills have been able to a degree, like get some good news on DeMar Hamlin and focus on football, it's been hard. Sean McDermott actually said uh, on Thursday, I believe, that the Bills had their assistant coaches starting to work on the game on Tuesday. McDermott couldn't really even start until after the DeMar Hamlin first news came in. So he's been kind of a little bit out of the picture this week. He's had to really rely on Leslie Frazier, Ken Dorsey. And in a week like this, having those kinds of guys, especially Leslie Frazier, that's a really nice thing for Sean McDermott, who's been tied up with other things, more important things. Absolutely. Listen, Sean McDermott wanted to be in Cincinnati this whole time with DeMar Hamlin. Obviously, Brandon Bean ended up doing that uh, for the team. But his mind has been elsewhere. You mentioned they have Leslie Frazier, uh, someone with past head coaching experience. You have Aaron Cromer even on offensive line, past uh, you know coordinator experience. I think that's going to really benefit the Bills. That goes back though, to my first talking point. I wouldn't be surprised the Bills come out a, a little slow in terms of their emotions are out of check, in terms of their minds weren't in the game until later in the week. Uh, but like you said, they kind of had that rocky moment. Mario Hamlin comes on and says, listen, you guys need to get into this and you need to win this game. Kind of like Adrian on her bedside at the hospital telling Rocky, win. And, and that fires them up. The Bills are going to be ready to kind of come in here fired up, but they have to keep those emotions in check. Here's another big problem for the Patriots. Stefan Diggs owns them. He has owned them even before he was a Buffalo Bill. And I think you want to talk about somebody that was emotionally impacted, maybe you know one of the most impacted on the team by this, Stefan Diggs literally had to get over to the hospital right after the incident happened. At one point, a police officer was trying to kind of hold him back, and he made his way through. You know, everybody had an emotional reaction on that field. Everybody in the stadium was having an emotional reaction. But I think Stefan Diggs, from his post this week, I think he was out at the headquarters of the foundation. At one point, he, he, he put something on Instagram about that. He's going to be super motivated, and this is just a team that he seemed to have their number. Yeah, this is someone that wants to score a touchdown, have a big game for his teammate. Uh, one of the first people to comment on DeMar's post today was Stefan Diggs. So you saw the emotion in his face on the field on Monday night, having to pull his jersey up over his eyes, cover the tears. This is a brotherhood. This is a close-knit team. 
and, and players like Diggs, players like Dane Jackson on defense, they want to show up and, and perform in a big-time way for their, their brother, Jamar Hamlin. All right. We've been going uh, about 25 minutes here. I think it is time to get to our Q&A portion of the event. And this is a live event. So we have some Bills fans that came out to uh, watch the show, have some wings, drink some beers. Uh, so we're going to go. Who got up first? Let's do uh, recruiting a few people. Ravi, come on out, buddy. Yep. You're up first, Ravi. Can't be shy. Get up here. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, my friend? Come on in. So, first of all, what are you doing out here tonight? Came out since you get to, to support the cause. See you guys out live and uh, have a good time. That's awesome. We're so glad to see you. Um, what are your thoughts on going into this game tomorrow? You said uh, you're not going to be at the stadium, but just watching at home, experiencing the week that you have. What's, what's tomorrow going to be like? It's going to be electric. I think people, I, I talk to my friends who are going to the game, and I think they're just excited to see, hopefully see tomorrow on the on the video board, give a little pep, you know, just say hi and give a little pep talk and just uh, energize the crowd. So um, hoping for the best. Just go on a, you know, I, I think they know that they know what's at hand to get to, to finish the task and go from there. Awesome. You let us off. Thank you. Thanks, buddy. Take care. Appreciate it. All right, who's up next? You got a question? Saw some folks coming on. Get right up in here. You got to walk right up to the microphone. Here we go. What's up, buddy? How you doing? Good. Come on, right up here to these two. Okay. So my question is, uh, especially with the Hamlin thing that just happened recently, um, I feel like the Bills, this has been a particularly bad year for injuries, right? So um, outside of, like, the major players like Allen and Diggs, who are you guys the most worried about getting injured before the playoffs? That's a really good question. Yeah, I think if either linebacker went down for the Bills, and again, you could make an argument that those are major players, but if you have Matt Milan or Tremaine Edmonds, two guys that can cover the field, that, uh, you know, look at Edmonds, for example, from that Vikings game. When he was playing against the Vikings, the Vikings could not move the ball in offense. He left that game with an injury, and that's when all of a sudden they could move the ball. I think if either linebacker were to miss any time in the playoffs, that would be a significant blow for the Bills. You know, it's it's probably not a household name even yet, despite him having a really great season. But if you look at the depth on the interior of that defensive line, Daquan Jones is super versatile and super important to what they want to do. He opens things up for guys that are rushing off the edge. If he were to be out, like, of course, Ed Oliver is like the superstar of that interior group, right? Or at least you, he plays like it at times. But if you lose Daquan Jones, he can do more things. They line him up at one tech. They line him up at three tech. They ask him to take on double teams. They ask him to rush the pass. Ask him at times to be their most consistent run stuffer. And so without him, because of all the different things he can do, that would be a problem. Jordan Phillips seems to – it's been following him for a couple of years, Ryan. We've been talking about him. He just can't stay healthy. 
at that size, where he plays at, you know, you just get banged up. Tim Settle's been good at times, but there's been other times where you forget about him a little bit. So I think Daquan Jones, I said it before the Von Miller injury, if they didn't go out and sign Daquan Jones, I, I really wonder where that defensive line would be right now. Yeah, listen, the Bills have been really good against the run for the majority of the season, and Daquan Jones is the reason why. He's been an unbelievable addition for this team. Uh, and you're right. If he were to miss any time, I'm not sure how they would hold up. You mentioned Jordan Phillips. I thought Phillips was really strong at the start of the year. Then he had the hamstring injury, dealing with the shoulder injury now. Ed Oliver's had a great year. But Daquan Jones has been that guy. I, I think he's been what they expected Star Latulale to be years ago when they signed him in terms of clogging up those running lanes, uh, being able to free things up for the players beside him and obviously behind him, like Tremaine Evans and Matt Milano. What do you guys think about the offensive line? Um, you know, I thought that I haven't gone back and watched the game, but I think from an offensive line perspective, as they go up against some of these teams with better defensive lines, I mean, even the Kansas City Chiefs, we were watching a little bit of this game tonight. Chris Jones is an absolute game wrecker. And I think overall, from a team perspective, Roger Saffold's probably been a little bit of underwhelming this season coming over from Tennessee. But I don't think you can replace that experience. You know, Mitch Morris, this is sixth, seventh, seventh year in the NFL. Saffold's 34. Deion Dawkins is now a serious veteran in this league. Um, Spencer Brown's that one lone young guy on the line. I think it's going to come down to this offensive line. When you play playoff football against really good defensive lines, Trey Hendrickson, uh, Chris Jones. You know, if you end up going up against Baltimore, I mean, they have some premier players on the defensive line. I think this offensive line just has to be a little bit better. And then I'm going to be interested to see what we get, see out of Cole Beasley in the playoffs. There, there hasn't been a lot of opportunity for him yet, but I think that could be coming. Yeah, first and foremost with the offensive line, I, I think you've had a very up-and-down year from Roger Saffold. I think more down than ups as of late. You mentioned it, 34 years old, have, has a lot of tread on the tires, so to speak. Mitch Morris is the glue to this offensive line. Deion Dawkins is their best lineman. So they have some guys there. It's going to come down to can Ryan Bates hold up at guard? Uh, can Spencer Brown especially do his job? Brown, in an ideal world, might be more of a swing tackle in, for this Bills team in 2023, 2024. They might draft a right tackle to replace him. Uh, but right now, they need that unit to hold up against, you mentioned it, the Chris Joneses of the world. Offensively, in terms of their playmakers, I think that Monday night could have been a Cole Beasley night, and we saw him get that target on third down. Allen was a little bit high with his pass. Dawson Knox, he's trending in the right direction in terms of what we've seen out of him in the last month. I think he has to be their X factor on offense. You know, I probably should have done this from the start, but this is, like, coming off, so I'm just going to hold it just like this, and then I can just, like, go like that. Okay. We're, we're off to the races. Thank you so much, buddy. Appreciate it. All right, who do we got up next? What's up, man? Come on in. Chris, you guys are pretty daring offering the mic to other people like that. Yeah, we, we, we take risks sometimes. That's okay. What do you got for us? Uh, so, of course, in the playoffs, you can have guys up from the practice squad as many times as you want. So I'm curious to know, I would assume Cole Beasley is one of them, but what players currently on the practice squad do you see playing those big X factors, you know, for the play, for the run? Yeah, first and foremost, it has to be Cole Beasley. Beasley is so important to this offense when they're going against high-flying offenses like the Bengals, like the Chiefs. 
Uh, when the Bills are looking to run the ball more, that's when Khalil Shakir is going to cut into his reps a little bit too. So it, it's not going to be every game, but for me, it's definitely just Cole Beasley. He is that number one. John Brown, though, too, we're going to see him tomorrow against the New England Patriots. He has that speed. Uh, obviously, hasn't been utilized much here in his newest tenure with the Bills, but you you can't deny that breakaway speed that he has. So if you're trying to hurt a team deep, John Brown can be a guy as well. So I'm sticking at wide receiver. So any defensive guys, though? Because all the guys you talked about were offensive. Impact players, no. Um, Brandon Bryan, is he back on the practice squad? Yeah, so I, th- I feel like Bryant's a guy, for me, that I, I think is super reliable, right? Like, if somebody goes down, we were just talking about Daquan Jones, he's going to be a guy that you rely upon, knows the system, has been in Buffalo for a couple of years, he's physical, um, he's somebody that I think that you can plug and play, but it depends on who you lose. If you lose Ed Oliver, you lose Daquan Jones, I'm not so sure that that's, those guys are going to replicate what you're looking for. So, yeah, I, I say Cole Beasley right now from a practice squad perspective. You're good? Thanks, buddy. All right. Oh, yeah, yeah. Come on in, Mike. What's going on, gentlemen? Michael Partham. What's up, buddy? Uh, Not too much. I'm doing pretty well, all things considered. I think we're all doing a lot better as the days have gone by this week. 100%. Well said. Um, What do you got for us? Well, as far as uh, defensive players that we can't afford to lose, last time I checked, uh, Jordan Porter is still undefeated when he plays for the Bills this season. Am I correct? You are correct. Yeah, so I think uh, as long as Porter's in there, I think we can handle the Patriots. I mean, I think uh, I'm not afraid of Mac Jones at all. I think Heather Salgado could probably outperform Mac Jones at this point. (laughs) Now, uh, let's see. Oh, what do I want to ask? I want to ask you guys a couple of things personally. but the tone of this game, I think, in the last few days, has taken a drastic turn from somber and, you know, hopeful to a lot well, a lot more hopeful. I mean, you saw before the Sabres game, if DeMar Hamlin's health hadn't improved the way it has in just the last 48 hours, it probably would have been a moment of silence before the game. Now it was a moment of celebration. It was people on their feet, standing, clapping, cheering. Now we can just, you know... Get that DeMar's emotion behind us. And you saw it uh, early, just earlier today. Um, DeMar actually posted for the first time on Instagram and Twitter, which in my mind I was predicting was going to happen on Sunday as sort of a rallying point. Now I got a better prediction. I think you're going to see a video message from DeMar on the video board before uh, the team take the field. How about that? We were just talking about that a few minutes ago, and it's, it's a great one. I mean, I think the galvanization just right now – just from seeing him on a video, even hearing that he woke up. I mean, just think about what we saw on the field on Monday night to go from that to the fact that he's operational in every way, I feel like is such an amazing uh, development. But yeah, where he's at now, posting pictures. I saw an image of him on Instagram where he was FaceTiming with a few people uh, from his bed. Big smile. And that's, I've been talking about that all week with Damar. Like, people are asking me, like, what? What's there to know about DeMar Hamlin? I mean, that's just it. Josh Allen said it too. Every time you see the guy, he is always smiling. He's always positive. And in a, a grind of an NFL season, that's another part of this. You get to week 15, week 16, guys are grinding to get through this. I mean, your bodies are beat up. The grind of the season emotionally and mentally, it's trying. And I don't know if I've ever seen him in the locker room coming off of a practice field, not smiling ear to ear. 
And I feel like that just says a lot about him and his mental toughness, his strength, and we're seeing that this past week. Yeah, listen, I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall when uh, the coaching staff told the players they had a surprise for him, and then they ended up FaceTime with DeMar, who told them that he loved them. He did a little flower on so that has to have these guys fired up. They're playing for number three. They're going to play for number three no matter what. But knowing the improvements that he has made since Monday night, you know they're going to be on uh, all the players' thoughts, their minds, their hearts, and they're going to want to win this one for DeMar. All right, while I have you here, man, I need we need the exclusive here. What exactly was the story with your, the drama surrounding your Twitter account? Oh. Can you comment on it at this point? Yeah, I could. Um, wow, you hit me with that. Okay. <laughs> so what day was that? Do you remember what day it was? It was a few days before the Monday night game because we were really worried about it. Right. It was a Sunday. Oh, so I got up really, really early to travel to Cincinnati. I got on a 6 a.m. flight. So when I landed and got to the hotel room, I took a little nap. And when I woke up, I had a text message from a number I didn't know that said, somebody's trying to log into your Twitter account from Dallas. You need to change your password right now. All right. Well, I was kind of still groggy, so I wasn't really thinking the whole thing through. Saw an email from Twitter sent the code to the to the number and got hacked bad so rookie move on my part i was kind of groggy but twitter was actually really cool i've heard people t- like tell me horrible stories about trying to get your twitter account back but yeah that's that's the story uh that guy that uh, changed his name on your twitter account he had his own twitter account a verif- i don't know if it was blue verified or whatever but yeah he's in texas and he has a product i forget what it was he was trying to push I don't know what the heck happened. I don't know why he needs your Twitter account. He has his own. But one last thing, a question for both of you guys, since you both are in these sorts of realms. Uh, Given the recent uh, news in the last few days concerning both men, who would you rather work for, Vince McMahon or Dana White? Dude. All right. Thanks for coming out, Michael. (laughs) Yes. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate it. Come on in. Oh, you got a card? I just let you know who I am. All right, cool. It was, a great, it was great to meet you. You got a question? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I got a question and oh, a statement. Right. My name's Rob Kozak. I'm from a Facebook page called Foodies of Hamburg and surrounding area. We came out to try wings. Uh, we were invited by John, his wife, and AJ. For people out there, you have your traditional buffalo wings. This is a step away from a traditional wing. And the flavor, the texture, and what they do is very unique, and it's it's an experience. It's something that everybody should try. Now, my next question is, is for you guys. It's a Bills question. Uh, Kansas City just won. Okay? They clinched number one. The Bills are 12-3. and three. Kansas City's 11-4. and four. If the Bills lose tomorrow, Kansas City's wins. They're both tied. What's the tiebreaker to decide who's number two? So, Kansas City's now 14-3. and three. So the Bills are 12 and 3. If they win tomorrow, we'll be 13 and 3 and we'll lose on wi- winning percentage. That's why Kansas City's the number one seed. Since now Cincinnati, when you go to the Bengals, the Bengals are going into the game 11 and 4. We're 12 and 3. They can be 12 and 4 if they win their game, and we can lose our game and be 12 and 4. What's the tiebreaker? So there's two. First, it goes to common games, and I was doing that math yesterday, and it's exactly the same. So you've got to get down to, I believe it's the fourth tiebreaker, and it is strength of schedule. So if the Bills lose tomorrow and the Bengals win, 
I do think that there's a scenario where the Bills then become the third seed based on that. Okay, so if they become the third seed, we would still get a home game, one home game for the playoffs, correct? And now with the, the way the new playoff format is done, that's pretty much all we're going to get is one home game for the playoffs, correct? No, if they win, they'll get at least two. And then the um, neutral side, if it's Kansas City. If Kansas City loses at some point in the playoffs in the second round and it's say it's uh, Bills-Bengals, then that would be in Buffalo. Okay, so my point that I'm trying to get to is if you can keep an eye on the scoreboard, would you sit your starters at, in the second half if you if you figure that out and you already have ranked the schedule? So I believe uh, th that's a great question, first of all. I, I think the Bills are going to want to play this out as much as possible. The only way they're going to bench their starters is if they have a commanding lead. Uh, I think there's something to be said about teams that bench their starters in these games uh, and go into the playoffs. They usually start a little bit slow in recent years. I think the Bills are going to play four quarters no matter what. But that's a great question and something to keep an eye on. All right. Thank you, guys. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for coming out. I nicknamed him Johnny Bravo. Listen, you're not the first one, my friend. You're not the first one, but very creative. All right. Who we got next? We got the founders of Wingnuts, the originators. What up, sir? How are you? How are you? This is Alicia. Alicia, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. First of all, this place is absolutely awesome. You create, first of all, tell people that don't know where you created the wings and what now we're sitting in this place right now and what it's all become. Well, um, where we used to live, we started in our basement with a little tabletop deep fryer, two wings, threw them in, tried them. They were horrible. We threw them away, tried them again the next day. They were terrible. And we kept doing the the process over and over for a whole year and finally we hit the texture we were looking for along with creating the sauces when we finally got where we wanted to be we said let's try this on real people so we had two or three people over on a friday night instantly it became 23 people over on a friday night and uh, we ended up having to go outside and then doing it in our backyard started to get too small. People started coming up to us and saying, hey, if I do a party, would you come over and do wings? And we said yes. And for nine years, we catered, but not once, never did we ever drop off cater? We took a deep fryer with us everywhere we went and cooked on the spot, sometimes upwards of 800 wings in a night. That's huge, too, because if you order takeout wings and take them home, it's a whole different experience. Yes, it is. Wings do not travel well. doesn't matter whose you get. So I always encourage folks to eat in if you can. So what's this been like for you? It's been hectic, but it's great. We love it. What's your favorite part of seeing it now in in this world, right? I mean, because Knights of Columbus, um, I went in one time, and I think that you guys were sold out. I think it was shortly after the Barstool um, uh, feature ran. So it was obviously people were trying to get their wings. But just the, the different dimension of where it started to now where it is. We never thought it would go this far, but we're grateful to God and to every person who comes in here and eats our wings because 
wingnuts wouldn't exist without customers. So hats off to all of them. Um, we're amazed, but I think our favorite part is watching people smile when they eat. Awesome. Well, I've seen a lot of smiles in here tonight. Thank you so much for coming on for a few minutes and for creating these awesome wings. Thank you. All right. What do we got here? Uh, where's AJ? AJ's. Two AJ's. Come on in, man. Both AJ's. Oh, two AJ's. Oh, wow. When worlds collide. AJ, AJ, the producer, thought it was time to come on in. We're talking about AJ, the owner. All right, hey, go ahead. No, you'll be in in a second. We'll, we'll close you in a second. What's up, man? Oh, just loving the energy here, loving the Sabres winning, Bill season. It's just it's everything, man. This is awesome. Good chicken wings. It's a real Buffalo atmosphere. So you've obviously been here since the inception of Froth. Now it is Wing Nuts, Buffalo North, combined with Froth. I mean, what's it been like since the chicken wings – entered the chat it's been an absolute madhouse uh every week it's packed like this people out the door lines of people waiting for tables uh takeout it's just it's insane all the time we love seeing it what do you what, what's your like marching orders to chicken wing enthusiasts that are trying to come on a weekend to get a wing nuts wing what's the should you get here early can you call ahead like what's what's the deep what's the deep we're only taking reservations for 10 or more at this time it's first come first serve um, get here early and be patient. Be ready to wait because it does get busy right away. First order of the day was 100 wings at, right at 11 o'clock. Yeah, so it gets crazy. It's very, very busy all the time. So no days off for you? No days off. All day, every day, but I love it. What do you predict tomorrow? What do you think is going to happen? 45 nothing Buffalo. I think we just smoke them. Ooh, Bills fans at home are very liking that one. Thank you so much, sir. Go Bills. There you go. Absolutely. All right. Where do you want to finish? Well, first of all, I do want to say that uh, lines out the door, well worth the wait, Bills Mafia. So if you're one of those people waiting outside, stay uh, stay in that line. These wings are unbelievable. I think we got to bring in the other AJ now. We do. I kind of tricked him there. I thought he, I was going to see if he thought we were going to finish. What's up, buddy? What's up? This is your last show. Yeah. Oh, it's right. no, show next week. You have a show next week? In person. It's your last in-person show. All right, yeah. I just want to thank you guys, thank Chris uh, for the experience, and it was super fun. What, um, from your perspective, what is this? What has this week been like for you? Obviously, diehard Bills fan, growing up in this city, um, how the world has kind of reacted to it, in the community. What's it been like? It's just awesome to see the world come together uh, for this team and the city in general. Um, you know, a lot of good, you know, moments throughout the week. People coming together, the charity and all that stuff, and just the, the impact it has had on the city and the nation and the build up to this game and the rest of the way, I think the NFL handled it, you know, the right way and doing a neutral location because who knows what it would have happened if the, uh, the the game ended with 7-3. So all, all in all, just a great – turned out, you know, a scary moment, but it turned out to be a great thing for the whole country. Yeah, listen, AJ, you've done a phenomenal job for us. We can't thank you enough. Uh, you've been on the ball for us every time we do a show. We go uh, early afternoons. We go late at night, and you've been there. So thank you for everything you've done. Really good job in Megaphone, my friend. Yeah. Every single time. I appreciate it. Yeah. All right. AJ is here. Ryan is here. I am Matt Perino from uh, Buffalo or Wingnuts, North Buffalo. I'm all over the place. I, I told you not to let me have any of the beers before we started, Ryan. Um, we will be back with you tomorrow after the game 
Tune in to shout. We'll bring you all the reaction from an emotional day in Orchard Park at Highmark Stadium. Thank you so much for watching. We will see you guys tomorrow. Take care.